Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Allison Williams is an Atlanta native with a background in early childhood education and teaching English to students of other languages. After nine years of classroom teaching, she took her career into her own hands and started an online teaching business called Tutor Tots Online. Since 2020, she has taught over 100 students virtually in over 15 states and three countries and maintains a five-star rating from her loyal clientele. Allison is also an integral part of our team here at Educator Forever and co-teaches the Grow Your Education Business Accelerator with me. All right. I'm super excited to have you here, Allison. Welcome. Thank you for having me and congratulations on your new podcast. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I'm very excited to have you as one of our very first guests. And if you want to just start by sharing about your journey as an educator. Sure. I started teaching back in 2012. So this will be like year 10 going on 11. I've worked in private preschools, charter schools, but I did most of my time in public school. So I taught kindergarten through second grade. I also, after becoming ESOL certified, I was the ESOL teacher for a few years, but my last year in the class was in the classroom as a kindergarten teacher. Awesome. Fantastic. So tell us about how you decided to leave the classroom. So I would say after about five years of teaching, I was I was really wondering, like, how do teachers do 30 years of this? <laughs> it was starting to get a little stressful and not as fun as it as I thought it would be. So I think around year five, I really was starting to brainstorm, you know, what else could I do with this degree? You know, what what other opportunities are there for me? And I think when the pandemic happened, it really was just a pivotal time in everybody's life, I feel like. But getting that opportunity to teach from home, teach online was mind blowing. You know, it was never something that I ever thought about doing, but I really enjoyed it. And so that's really how I plan to exit the classroom was seeing how can I teach virtually? Yeah, interesting. It's something that many people found challenging, right? Like that first transition online, I know for many teachers was really hard. And so it's interesting to me to hear you reflect on, you know, I'm sure it was hard too, but also just the positives in that and how it opened up this whole other world of things. Definitely. I think just being on social media and seeing like my friends who had children and they were kind of documenting their, their experience, they were very frustrated. Right. And I was kind of thinking, well, the parents in my class, they seem to be pretty happy. So what's the difference? Like, why, why is it, you know, why is it so hard for these teachers, which I can understand why it was hard, but that, that really is why I wanted to start Tutor Tots online because I was like, I'm, I, I must be onto something. Maybe, maybe this could be the answer to a lot of parents' stress and struggles with virtual learning. Absolutely. And it seems so cool how you're, you tuned into like, not only what they need, like, oh, these parents aren't having the same experience, but also what you enjoyed. Right. Like, oh, it seems like you really enjoyed the online teaching. And so it's like finding that great sweet spot between like a need in the community. And then what you enjoy and are good at is really I think where magic happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Tutor Hots Online. So you dreamed it up. 
as you were doing virtual teaching as a classroom teacher? And then what happened from there? How did you get it off the ground? Yeah. So Twitter Tots Online really started off with just working with, you know, one student, my niece, getting her prepared for kindergarten. She was really excited about going to kindergarten. And, you know, being a kindergarten teacher, I wanted to start preparing her, right? She's an overachiever. So she wanted to know, like, what is kindergarten all about? So I started working with her virtually and I really enjoyed working with her. She was picking up everything so nicely. And then I started inviting other kids into those sessions. And when school started back up in August of what, 2020, and I had like 12 kids in a class, you know, through the district that I was working with. And it was beautiful. It was just so beautiful. So I figured, okay, I know how to tutor one-on-one virtually and I'm handling these 12 kids pretty well. Let's keep it going. So I started forming little small groups, little small tutoring groups of kids who are kind of on the same levels. And it just grew from there, really. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think sometimes people think about like, oh, I'm going to start this business and then I'm going to go from zero to having like full classes of 20 students. And all you really need, like you did, you know, I think the most effective way is like start with one person, you know, start with your niece, start with somebody, you know, test it out and see how it goes and make adjustments because like, you know, things are going to get messy at the beginning and you're going to be feeling things out. It's almost better to just have one person, than <laughs> not, you know, yes. 20 at the beginning and then kind of slowly organically grow. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about Tutor Tots Online's offerings now. What are you currently offering? So I work with preschool, kindergarten, and first grade students. So I have three separate classroom, virtual classrooms. We meet weekly, four days a week for one hour a day. I cover all topics, reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. So it's it's that full school experience. And we also do like fun little Zoom parties and You know, I've done several things in the past, little chit chat clubs to work on our social skills, really just experimenting with a lot of different programs and events based off of what I see that they need in class. So it's it's just been morphing. But now I have about six kids in each class. Of course, the preschool class is the most popular. We have like nine kids in that one. And I provide the materials to them. I put these learning kits together with workbooks and manipulatives and snacks even. Sometimes we do lessons with that involve food and just science projects. You know, this unit, they're learning about animals. So the first graders are doing their first animal research project. So I put in some just some different like little books and things for them to do some research with. So really just providing that school experience and trying to figure out how to make it virtual That's what we've been doing now. Yes, I love that. And do you find it fun and or overwhelming to have multiple grade levels going on? It can be. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Um, And I did not start off with three. I definitely was in the beginning just working with like five, you know, four and five year olds. And then like you were saying, start off with one, right? So you start off with one, you get used to it and you add on. And I wanted my students to be able to grow with me. So I'm working with some children who have been with me since they were like five years old and now they're like seven. So it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, it is challenging having to develop curriculum and resources for three different levels. But I would say the secret to that is I I start off with the kindergarten group 
And I'll just kind of, you know, water down some of that material for the preschoolers and then pump it up for the first graders a little bit. So they're all learning the same topics, just on different academic levels. Nice. Yeah, that seems like a smart move, right? You're not doing like animals and ocean and something else. Like it's all animals, but just at the different levels. Awesome. Well, it's been really a joy seeing your business grow too and seeing you kind of learn more about business and try different strategies and bring more people in. And can you talk a little bit about what you've learned through starting your own business? Oh my goodness. I'm learning every day, but (laughs) I would say what I've learned the most is the importance of consistency. I noticed that once I kind of drop the ball, then the business tends to drop the ball. So there is this element of just always showing up and being very consistent, as consistent as I can, posting often and and making it really, you know, organic. You know, I just post what we're doing in class for that day. So it could be a short little clip here and there. So as I am working on my business, I find time to stop, pull out the camera, take a picture, post it. So it doesn't seem like such an inconvenience, but definitely consistency is the key <laughs> to running a business. I agree. And it's not flashy, right? Like, it's like, I feel like with consistency, it's kind of like, oh, a little bit of like a want wall for some people, because it's like, oh, you want something to be like, oh, you just go over here and like, you know, teach this class or like do this ad or whatever it is. But it's true that it's like consistency is what's going to bring in people consistently and what's going to get you into those habits. So I totally agree. I've had various times in my business where I'm like, really kind of wonky of like writing a blog or sending an Mm -hmm. email or things like that. And once I really made it a priority of like, this is how we do things and systematized it, it all became so much more, I mean, I guess consistent is the right word, right? Like there were, you know, you know, this strategy works and you're doing it over and over. So you're Mm going to have this pipeline of people coming in because they see you getting visible and they see you reaching out and all things and you need to kind of set the pace of that where other people you know people you can't control people will see your social media posts or read your emails or whatever but if you're doing it consistently then it really ups the chances there and I think your audience gets used to you showing up that way so it's to the point where they expect it and that's a good thing I like it when they expect me to have a certain post or a certain email they know a certain when a new unit is starting they're waiting for that email to come out I think that's really important. And another thing I would say is also that I'm I'm learning that I have to be like two steps ahead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to be two steps ahead of yourself and of others, really kind of foreseeing what is to come and how your business can pivot and change and accommodate certain things has been very beneficial. I'm always thinking a little bit ahead. (laughs) Yes, I totally relate to that one too. I mean, I think when you're first starting a business is so just like, how am I going to get customers? (laughs) How am I going to get people in the door? Like, how am I going to make this work? That it's hard kind of to step back and see that bigger vision. But once you get at a point where you're at, you know, really thinking about visioning, you know, like where you want to go from here and how to strategically move forward. And I think it's still really hard when you're running a business to find time for that or just mental space for that. But it's so important. Right? Yeah, great. So talk to us a little bit about social media, because I know you said consistency of posting there. And I just want to say that your posts are amazing. And they're super engaging. And it's so fun to see kids in action in your posts. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about 
what channels you're on, why you like them and how you use them? Oh, definitely. So I'm definitely on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I would say I'm the most active on, uh, I'm also on TikTok. So TikTok, I would say that is kind of my new jam right now. I really like using it to make videos. I feel like video content is what people are looking for nowadays. So you're able to make something really short and sweet, but like beneficial and informative. And then I like Instagram because it's kind of like a website to me. I feel like it's the it's the step between my website and my customer. Like I feel like they're going to find my Instagram first and that's going to lead them to my website. I don't know if that's true, but that's just how I feel about it. And it's very graphic, lots of pictures. So that's really where I get to be really creative and create these cute posts with these little, you know, things moving around. So to catch, you know, people's attention. So I love Instagram. And then of course there's Facebook, which I feel like if your business is geared towards parents, a lot of parents hang out on Facebook. So I try to be as active on there as I can to meet potential customers. Awesome. And I know you've talked about kind of being in some Facebook groups there too, which seems like it's a good place if you're trying to meet parents. Definitely. I think nowadays people are always looking for a sense of community and Facebook is known for being able to build different communities and where people can kind of let their hair down, right? And ask questions and and vent and rant and whatever the case may be. So I think kind of putting myself into these groups where I know parents are hanging out and maybe sharing their different ideas or stresses or struggles or even, you know, the positive things that they're going through with educating their child. Being in those groups and being active has really, really helped my business. I mean, parents tell me all the time, oh, I'm so happy that I saw your post in that Facebook group. Or sometimes they forget where they find out about me because (laughs) (laughs) you're all over. They're scrolling, they're scrolling, they're looking, they're clicking, they're watching. Yeah, sometimes they forget they even found me on Facebook, but the good thing is they found me. So (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And what I love about that, too, is it's like you're in multiple places, right? So they might have seen you on TikTok and they might have seen you on a Facebook group. Right. And when you have those diverse ways of bringing people in, you know, it's all the better because then you get more people and more times that they see you. You know, it's going to take people generally several times of interacting with you before they sign up for a program. So the more you can have those touch points, the better. That's very true. Yeah. So we talked about what you've learned about starting a business. Can you talk about or reflect on kind of any challenges that have come up along the way? Yes, I would say challenges. Really, you know, running a business is not easy. It's definitely (laughs) not easy. It requires you to know how to do a lot of different things. So I have been challenged with just, you know, teaching, of course, comes naturally. But, you know, the other aspects of running a business were not so natural as far as, you know, having to be so consistent with communication and learning how to teach online effectively. You know, you have to you have to research a lot of different things, but also the business aspect, like marketing yourself and, you know, how do you write a a newsletter? geared towards parents, you know, that you want them to, you know, invest in your business. So I've had struggles with that, but I mean, I've overcome them just by following a lot of business savvy people, you know, even if they're not directly in the education field, but just kind of taking whatever nuggets they're dropping and applying it to my particular business has really helped. You know, you have these social media gurus that are just, they, live social media, I follow them on Instagram. So I'm, I'm watching their TikToks. I'm picking up whatever free information they're willing to share with the community. 
I try to apply it to what I'm doing. And that can be overwhelming in itself too. So, you know, but if you're organically just kind of scrolling, you're going to stop and look and say, oh, okay, let me try that next. Let me have a call to action at the end of my social media post, or let me add this particular thing to my website and see how that works. So that has been a challenge. And then also, I think what a lot of business owners struggle with is you were saying, where am I going to find these people? Where are the customers going to come from? And I think what has helped me is developing a new mindset of just being really positive and just knowing that just keep doing it, just keep working, keep trying to be as excellent as I can, and they'll find me. They're going to find me. So I think changing your belief set, don't like set yourself up for failure. Assume that it will be perfect, that it's going to go well, and people will find you. Yes, I totally agree. I think I underestimated that part too, like that mindset part when I first started my business. And so, yeah, just like figuring out how you can show up with the best energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes it feels like there are so many things you have to do and like, oh, you should do this. And so getting into that space where it's like, no, oh, it just feels good to do this. And this is me and I'm going to put it out there and it's going to bring in the right clients. And I think so much of it is about kind of finding your voice in that and finding your confidence in that. And then knowing, like you're saying, like the right people will find you if you're visible, right? Like if you're showing up online and sometimes we cannot be visible because it feels scary. So I think it's like, you only kind of figure it out through taking that action. Mm -hmm. And I love too what you said about kind of having this learner's mindset that there's almost an infinite amount of things we need to learn as business owners is like being a teacher, you know, like the job of a teacher is never done. The job of a business owner is never done. There are always things to learn. And especially at the beginning, it's like, you can't outsource everything, right? Like you have to do it all. And so I think having that mindset of just like, I'm going to learn from people who already know how to do this. And I'm going to look at their social media posts with this like inquiry eye of how they constructed it. Or I'm going to ask people who know, you know, I'm going to follow people who know. So just not being overwhelmed by that, you know, and I think using some of our teacher skills of just like, we can learn things, we can research things, we can dissect things, and then figure out whatever we need to know. Right. And then knowing that sometimes these new ideas may not work Mm -hmm. or they may not work immediately. So giving it time, I've had to learn how to just give things time, give it time. And if it really doesn't work, then okay, let's try something new. So yeah, having that positive attitude has really helped. Yes. And that growth mindset of like, yeah, so many things like won't work. And that's also great because you know, then it doesn't work. (laughs) Like Then you can move on. It's not an option anymore. Right. And so through that, you know, quote unquote failures, you can really make something great, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. about, all right, why didn't this work? Or one part of it might have worked, but the other part didn't, you know, but just constantly kind of getting that data and that feedback from people to continue to revise. Right. Awesome. Well, I am super lucky to have you co-teaching the Grow Your Education Business Accelerator with me. Can you share with folks, I know you took the very first round of the accelerator. So maybe if you want to start there sharing about your experience and then kind of what your role is in the program now. Yes, definitely. It feels like yesterday. I I literally remember when I made the decision to, to take the course and I was really like, okay, you know, I was at this point where the business was doing pretty good. I see that it has potential and I really wanted to take it to the next level and you know, that's another good good piece of advice is being willing to invest in yourself and being willing to invest in your business is very, very important. And it's one of those signs that you're confident 
in yourself that this is going to last. So I remember making that decision. And I think I even joined a little late. I remember sending you an email and saying, is it too late for me to join? (laughs) But I'm so grateful that I did because it has led to a wealth of knowledge and just even being connected with you and being able to pick your brain and, and, and learn so many new things that I had no idea about. It was a really good decision. I will say that. And I'm so grateful to be a part of, you know, the educator forever family and be a part of that network that you are, that you have built is there's just so many benefits. So I would say my role as a co-teacher in the accelerator course is really just to serve as, I feel like I'm just like an example. I'm an example of, you know, what the course can do for teachers who have joined like a case study. You know, I'm applying these things that you have, you're teaching us in that course and I've continued to apply them and see how my business, I'm still here, right? We're going on year number three and I can't believe that. So I hope that my role is to just serve as like proof in the pudding, right? Proof that it works, proof that consistency and investing in yourself will always pay off. Yes. Well, you're such a great mentor and inspiration. I mean, truly, all the students in the Accelerator are always like, oh, Allison's website, Allison's offerings. I mean, they're so inspired by your success as am I. So it's so great having you there and sharing your knowledge. And I truly believe we're all greater when we come together, you know, and have that time to collaborate and bounce ideas off of each other and all of that. And I totally agree. I was reflecting on the investment piece, which I think feels super scary when you're first starting a business. And I think you're right. It's connected to that mindset of being like, I will be successful if I put these things into practice. And sometimes just like you're saying of like following the person who knows what they're talking about on social media, you need to invest to get access to all the things that person has learned. So finding the people who have been successful in whatever field that you want to go into or whatever area of your business that you want to go into And then investing and learning from them really can pay off so, so much. And I know it feels scary. And I, every time I make a big investment, I'm like, oh, it feels scary. But it always, if I do the work, pays off. And sometimes, honestly, making a bigger investment makes you more accountable. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just paid so much money. I have to do this. Like, I have to come to these calls (laughs) and I have to do this homework and all the things. So it can be a good way to get that knowledge and that accountability too. Right. I definitely agree. And I think it helped me get from like A to B much quicker than if I had to like research every little thing. And then there are pieces in the course that I would have never even known about. I wouldn't have even known that I needed it. So yeah, it was very beneficial. Awesome. So let's think a little bit more broadly just about the landscape of education and think about, I know you've been in schools, outside of school, running your own online school. What do you think needs to change? This is a giant question, but what do you think needs to change about education? Ooh, okay. What do I think needs to change about education? I think just the idea of we just need to reimagine where and how education can take place. We're entering an age where the old way of doing things, we're learning that it may not work for these new learners that we're raising today. So I think we need to really go back to the drawing board and we need to reimagine a lot of different things, how children learn best. I mean, we know the terms 21st century learners and, you know, they they process information differently than we do or did growing up. So I think we need a new age of teachers and stakeholders and people who are making these big decisions to really consider the children of today versus what we're used to. 
Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And that it's not always going to be the same. You know, I I think we know that, right? But it's like, we have this very outdated model that just needs to be updated, right? And we need to look at the students and what's working for them and the teachers and what's working for them and make some upgrades there. Definitely. And then thinking about what excites you about education, what would you say? Or what do you enjoy? What excites me about education? I love having like more control over, I guess, the way that I give information or how I'm teaching. I think teachers should have more control over that. And I think when we feel like we're in control, we'll work a little harder, right? I feel like I've, I have not worked harder <laughs> since I've been out of the classroom. Like being able to just pick and choose what I want to teach, how I want to teach it has made me so much more passionate. I think teachers will be more passionate in their jobs if they have more creative control over how they are teaching. Absolutely. Yes. It's like we say with students too, like when they have agency or voice, you know, they'll be so much more engaged. The same thing's true for teachers. You know, when we feel like we have control over what we can teach and how we teach it, then we'll be more engaged and we'll make a bigger impact. But I think it all comes down to like trusting teachers and trusting them to have that freedom that we're not all the same. We don't all have the same approaches, but we could have that freedom to try things out and really learn from what we're doing. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, what advice would you give somebody who wants to start their own business? Ooh, okay. Well, the fact that you are even thinking about starting a business automatically should let you know that there's something inside of you that is meant to do this. So if you have this burning desire to start something of your own, that's that's a key sign that you have what it takes. So my advice is to always keep that passion, that purpose that is inside of you, put that in the forefront so that when failure is coming your way, when things are not going right, when it's hard for you to find these clients, remember why you got started, why you wanted to even begin this journey. I think if you keep that in the forefront, that's what is going to push you to keep going. So I, I think that would be my main advice. I think what keeps me excited about Tutor Tots Online, even if things are really stressful or, oh, I got to plan a new unit while I'm teaching this unit and I have to make these workbooks and da 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 I go back to how I was feeling when I was in the classroom. And I remember why I started this. And I remember that this is much better than what I was doing. So I would say... Don't lose that fire inside of you. Keep it going. Yes, I love that so much. And it relates to that visioning too of like the why and the bigger picture and just gratitude there. So I appreciate that. That's great advice. Well, it was so wonderful talking with you, Allison, as always. Can you tell our audience where they can find you and information about your business online? Yes, definitely. Okay, so my website is online. T-U-T-O-R-T-O-T-S online.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at that same handle at Tutor Tots Online. And check out my TikTok videos at Tutor Tots Online. You may get some inspiration there too. Yes, please check out Allison's amazing website and her social media accounts. They are all fantastic and inspirational. So thanks again, Allison. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Want to figure out your next step as an educator? 
Watch our free on-demand workshop and embrace a career pathway that works for you. Go to educatorforever.com slash workshop. You'll get introduced to the many options for flexible, rewarding work beyond the classroom and make a plan for landing jobs.